October 26th. Whoever is aware of his own failings will not find fault with the failings of other men. James Ross. Other people's faults invariably match my own. When I notice some particularly objectionable shortcoming in a person, I can generally be sure it is a defect I detest in myself. Without self-awareness, the habit of finding fault is a distraction that keeps me from seeing my own mistakes. As long as I look at another's wrongheadedness, I don't see myself, the only person I can change. A daily 10th step turns my attention to myself so I will know what to do to put my life in order. For today, I don't need to concern myself with other people's faults. I have all the detective work I can handle to ferret out my own. Hi, I'm uh, John. I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, let me qualify. Um, I have a year of abstinence. Uh, this go around, I've been in the program three and a half years. I've given away 80 pounds in program, but I'm down 100 pounds from my top weight. Um, my top weight was 319, and I'm now at uh, 214. So I started off life as a child. It got pretty much worse after that. I come from a family of compulsive overeaters. When I was growing up, there was a lot of anger and fear in my household. We communicated even affection and love by yelling and swearing, screaming and insulting each other. I just thought that was normal. I didn't really realize that I was so angry and that I was using food as a way of soothing myself. Um, I didn't develop the emotional skills to, to really soothe in any other way. It was just normal behavior in, in my house. You know, food had ownership. Like you slice those little round things into six pieces and there was uh, four of us. So each one got a piece and then we fought over who got the other two pieces. My mother was constantly hiding food, to which I became an expert at finding food around the house. I have an allergy to flour and sugar and, and things like that. I can compulsively overeat on anything. You know, it doesn't have to be the sweet stuff for me to, to soothe myself. Volume is good. So as I said, um, I grew up in a very angry household and my father was very verbally abusive. And most of that was directed towards my sister. She, a different reaction to his abuse, she rebelled. My reaction was to be perfect in every way. And that has a lot to do with my addiction. I learned to fly below the radar when I couldn't take it anymore. I ate. You know, I got older, you know, I had to do everything perfect. I had to be perfect at school. I had to be perfect in scouting activities that I was involved in, that type of thing. I never learned to accept the fact that I wasn't perfect. John does not fail, what used to be one of my philosophies. And trying to live life that way just doesn't work. And that generates a huge amount of angst and anxiety to which food was the, the soothing uh, mechanism that I sought. I was pudgy growing up, but when I was 18, I was in the, the military and I was a medic and we could eat anytime we wanted because we did shift work. So I would do that multiple times a day. So even though I was doing a ton of physical activity, I put on a huge amount of weight over a few months period. I was in denial, went to the endocrinologist, I went to the dietitian, I lied and lied and lied. And I I didn't overtly lie. I didn't like tell them one story knowing it was another. I told them the story that I had in my head, but that story was just a blatant lie to myself. 
because I'm perfect, right? And I couldn't, I couldn't be overeating because that's not perfect. It has to be something else. I kept people at a distance because I was uncomfortable with the way I looked. Kept people away by being mean to them, put it mildly. Through program, I'm just a moderate jerk at this point. And that's a big improvement for me. I'm still working on that aspect of it. I learned to identify people's weaknesses and then take them down a few pegs and then uh, boost my ego by climbing on top of them. And ego is a big part of my disease. For a long time, identified who I was, how I behaved. If I wasn't stepping on you to raise myself up, then I was boasting to raise myself up. And, you know, in all honesty, I, I was reasonably successful in some aspects of my life. I am exceedingly well-educated, like ridiculously well-educated, because I have to do it perfectly. I have to do everything, right? But there was other aspects of my life that I was a complete and utter failure. One was, was managing my addiction. Uh, two was relationships. I got married to an adult child. I am very ashamed of the way that I treated her. She pushed all of my buttons and that is no excuse on my part, but my reaction was to be verbally abusive to her. That's what I did. And then I soothed myself with food. Everything always comes back to soothing myself with food. The shame I feel, the, the abuse that I take and give out, that was just all super food because the last thing that I wanted in the world was to feel. Feel happy, feel sad, really have a whole lot of happy. I have basically anger or nothing. In program, I'm learning to grow up and to feel other things. And it's really uncomfortable to feel. So how did I do it? Well, I, I did every diet under the sun. I think I became vegetarian because, you know, like there's no such thing as a fat vegetarian, I thought. I became vegetarian for other reasons too, but I, I think that was kind of one of the bigger ones that I, I never really admitted to myself until recently. And then I gave up at one point. I was just like, I'm going to be fat. I don't want to live past the age of 35. The rate I was going, I wasn't going to live past that point because I was not just burning candles at both ends. I was burning in the middle too. You know, I lost all the weight. I, I got divorced, uh, 80 pounds on my own. I said I was never, ever going to go back to being fat again. I got active. Uh, but what I didn't do, and this is the big difference between diets and this program, was I didn't do the spiritual aspect of it. I am vehemently anti-religious. So I've really struggled with the spiritual aspect of this program. And I've, I've clung to definitions like spirituality is the non-physical seed of emotion. I look at it as like the emergent behavior of what my brain does to create emotions. And that's what I cling to. And I've gone through a, a bunch of different higher powers. It was, you know, the door handle to get into the rooms. It was, what would the group do, you know, suggest I do? I am really, really crappy at self-care. And so now my higher power is, what would my self-care suggest that I do? I've lost a bunch of weight in the program. I still have a bunch of weight to lose. I'm no longer morbidly obese. I am just obese. I fit into an extra large shirt now, not a triple extra large. And that's great, but that's actually not the biggest thing the program has given me. The biggest thing the program has given me is a way of living, connecting with people, you know, having a life where there's a reason for living other than my ego. And that's all I was living for before because I was afraid that, you know, I had ego because of fear. So how did I do it? Well, I, I got into the program because the last option I saw was a gastric bypass. For me, that just looked brutal. 
And I knew it wouldn't solve the problem. I knew I was an addict. Um, I just didn't think you'd get, get addicted to food, right? You know, like I'm not a druggie or drunk or something like that. I'm better than that. Uh, but I'm not. I have the exact same disease. I'm addicted to food. You know, I remember hearing, you know, 20 some odd years ago, there was like AA for fat people. And I Googled AA for fat people and came across OA and found out that in Southern California, where I am, there is an amazing amount of recovery here. And I went to a meeting and they said, get a sponsor. So I was going to like, I was going to do a perfect, I was going to analyze my needs and analyze what somebody has to do to be a sponsor and then find that perfect connection. And I met somebody that came from another program. She got a sponsor right away. So I just went up that day and said to the person that was speaking, and I said, can you be my sponsor? And he works sort of the How program. So it was not the kinder, gentler version that I wanted, but it was the version that I needed. I was told that I couldn't have flour and sugar and all those types of things. And I did great. I lost um, 90 pounds with this person over about a year period, but I went into a very slow relapse when he relapsed. And I never worked on connecting with people because why would you ever want to do that? And I never really worked the spiritual side of things. So I started putting the weight back on and then I got a new sponsor. My new sponsor, he works even a more strict program. You know, some people sort of cringe at my program, but which is I eat basically no flour, no sugar, uh, no soda pop, no caffeine, a uh, whole bunch of other stuff, no artificial sweeteners. Um, I eat the same meals every day. And so I have the same meal twice a day. And I basically do that every day. And I've been doing that for over a year. When it is lunchtime, I go and everything's weighed and measured and compartmentalized. And I just eat that. I don't think about the food anymore. I have lots of crazy food thoughts still. And I think about food 400 times a day, but I think about it for just a split second. I don't generally put a lot of thought and effort into it anymore. The program has relieved me of that. And it's allowed me to focus on growing spiritually. And I, I, I grow by connecting to other people, by being of service to other people, by being kind and gentle to myself. And I do not do this anywhere near perfectly. Do it the best that I can in the day that I, that I have. And this program relieves me of my really crazy food thoughts and my really crazy food behaviors so that I can work on that personal growth. I can work on not being angry, on not trying to be perfect. I'm not judging you. And trust me, I still judge you, but I don't judge you as harshly. And I recognize that the judging is me and has nothing to do with you. I've noticed in this program, people that have lots of recovery don't talk a lot about the food. They talk about the spiritual aspects of the program, how they are being a better person and how they use the tools and how they use the steps to do that. And it's a continuing process that I will hopefully be blessed with doing for the rest of my life. There is not a thing in this program that I want to do. I want the recovery. And so I will do what I need to do in this program to have that recovery. And the recovery is just not the weight. The recovery is John is a much better person today. And hopefully John will be a much better person tomorrow and a little better and a little better. I am more loving and caring now, still, like I said, a mild jerk. And that is due to the program. And it's a program that I don't want to do, but I need to do it or I'll be dead. So thanks for letting me share.